your host for Lacrosse Talk PM, Rick Sola. All right, welcome to Lacrosse Talk PM. I am Rick Sola. I'm 608-785-7914 is the talk and text line if you got questions for Lacrosse Loggers owner Dan Kapenke and here we go, Director of Excise Tax Policy at the Tax Foundation, Adam Hoffer, who's on the phone. Dan Kapenke's in studio. We're going to do this like roundtable and talk about the Milwaukee Brewers Stadium situation. I didn't check the wire today. Maybe it, did it resolve itself? Any anyone? Does anyone know this? Not yet. I haven't. I haven't. Uh, haven't looked. There's. There was a story uh, over the weekend, just kind of from the Brewers owner that said it was very positive. You know, I, I hope to get things done. Kind of like a throwaway. But any any news is is news. I guess. Um, how are you doing, Dan? We're great, great, great. Thanks for having me. I always like talking to Brewers. Okay, so there's a, and and Adam, hi, hi there from Chicago. Adam's calling in. I'm, hi, Rick. I'm, how are you? I'm waving to the to the nobody, and I'm I might be a little overtired because I got on this naval ship at six in the morning, and we rode up to Lacrosse. So anyone's looking for anything to do, uh, there's a giant. Uh, World War II era naval vessel sitting in Riverside Park to, to, uh, for the next, well, until Monday. It's quite the sight to see. It's there through Monday, I should say. Tours don't start until Thursday, but, uh, I mean, if nothing else, you could just go just go look at it because it's kind of crazy. It's really huge. Uh, but wrote on that today, and uh, when when I my day starts at 6 in the morning, and then doesn't stop, then you get loopy Rick. So this could be an interesting show. Um, okay, so first of all, Dan Dan Kapanke is the loggers owner, as I alluded to. And uh, can you can you describe what you are doing? I want to say like you're a negotiator between the you're the negotiator between the brewers and maybe the state legislature. I could have that all wrong. Maybe you're not part of that anymore. But at some point, a couple of weeks ago. There was a story that mentioned you and others who were kind of, we're going to help solve the Brewers Stadium. And I should say, the Brewers uh, Stadium, built in 2001, I believe, I think. It opened in 2001. That's opened correct, in two, Rick. 2001, and it cost about $300 million. I think maybe $220, $300 million, something like that. Like 275 something like there, yeah. And uh, they, we just finished paying it off. Milwaukee County just finished paying it off, I think, in the past year. So and then and then this story comes out that the Brewers want between two hundred and ninety and I've read four hundred million dollars. I think is the a number higher than that. Dan? It's about that. And the Brewers want the Brewers are saying the stadium needs about two hundred ninety to four hundred million dollars of renovations, which is kind of funny because like we just finished paying the thing off. It's like anybody that does that, and then you got to. And the Brewers don't own the stadium. The there's an entity, and I don't know if I have that. In, it's stadium my, district. The stadium board. district owns the Brewers, so it's it's a little confusing about you know why would the state be responsible? Why would the state legislature get involved in in funding this thing? We want to pick on uh, the Brewers owner is not quite a billionaire, but he's he's uh, last last thing I read he had about seven hundred million dollars. But you know who knows what. what you know, like what anyone is actually worth at this point. Uh, but so then it's like, why does the billionaire need money from the state, tax money from the state to build the stadium? Uh, what am I, am I missing anything there? Well, no, exact, uh, except the fact that, again, the the stadium district board was 
a creation of the legislature in Madison. Mm-hmm. It's a government entity that owns the stadium. So Wisconsin people really, residents really own that stadium, okay, not so like Mark Antonazio. So like the the entire state versus maybe like Milwaukee County. Right, right. It's a it's a again, it's a creature of the legislature. It's a government unit that owns that stadium and we're part of it. Okay. Um and so I'm part of a coalition that uh, is not going to be negotiating but we're just lending support to the fact that we should continue to have Major League Baseball in Milwaukee. And that's that's our uh, charge. That's our responsibility. And, and there is a coalition put together of business leaders throughout the state. I'm one of them that is advocating for let's get this done and let's keep the brewers here another 20, 30 years. How many people are on that coalition? Do you know? It started with about 12, 14, and it's grown. Okay. And, well, how did it start? How, how about that? Well, how did get, that coalition start? Well, they were contacted. There's... there's um, an agency in Milwaukee that started it, and I was re- I, they reached out to me because I've been in the legislature, number one, and also a, a baseball owner in lacrosse here. So I was part of that coalition because of those two things. So I was, they reached out to me. They reached out to others. There's another owner of the Northwoods League, Rob Surjaff, over in Fond du Lac, who is part of this coalition. He also is part of the uh, Wisconsin Timber Rattlers, which is uh, the Milwaukee Brewers minor league affiliate over at Appleton. So... That's two of us, and then there's all kinds of other yep. business leaders that are involved. And we're just advocates for, let's get this done. Let's, let's, let's uh, get this money for, so we can um, make the stadium, you know, the world-class stadium that it is now. We don't want this to fall down. We don't want it to get uh, – we need repairs as we go. they got a roof on that thing that's mechanical. The mechanical things always need repair sometime mm-hmm. or other. But let's back up a little bit. It was paid for by the, the one-tenth of one percent sales tax in five-county area of Milwaukee. And that did expire here not too long ago, yep. within the last year or two. So part of the money that they collected with the sales tax went for maintenance of that stadium. So that was cut off. There's no more money coming in. And they have some money in the coffers yet, a few yep. million. But when we're looking 20 years down the road... We need a we need a source of revenue so we can keep the stadium in the pristine nature that it is today. That's basically what we're looking at. All right, and and Adam, I bring Adam on here too because he's a you know at one point he, I think you taught what the business of sports, Adam, at UW Lacrosse, and and now you've moved on to uh, the Tax Foundation. But like, how how do you see this going so far? Yeah, that's right. I, I taught sports economics at UWL for eleven years, and actually my. My favorite guest speaker every year was uh, Mr. Kapanke <laughs> coming to talk Thank you. Uh, local sports business and, and teaching all the the kids how it works. Uh, but, yeah, I, I think this is a – I think uh, Dan gave a really good summary of uh, the background with the stadium and, and what we're looking at. Uh, the, the, the real question, I guess, from, from an economic standpoint is uh, what – kind of funds are going to be needed to, to provide a, a public service or a, a public good for the state of Wisconsin. Okay. Um, let, me, let me just say, uh, to answer that question, uh, first off, the Milwaukee Brewers have generated a $2.5 billion economic impact to the state um, since the uh, new stadium or before even, but it's $2.5 billion and that's jobs. That's, you know, that all means... Uh, people out there, whether wait, you're wait a, a baseball fan or not, is that since uh, like the seventies? Yeah, <laughs> like, well, we yeah, it's uh, two point five billion since two thousand and one. Oh, okay, since, since oh, two thousand, so since the, the new stadium. stadium. Yeah, yeah, I got you. Yeah, and so um, and so 
sales tax that's collected from all the sales in in Milwaukee area because of the brewers, motels, on and on and on. And also when Aaron Judge, the slugger from New York Yankees, comes into Milwaukee, he has to pay income tax here in Wisconsin. So the, the sales tax generated by the brewers plus the income tax generated by the brewers approximates what they're asking for. And one of the leaders in the legislature even said that if the brewers left town, it would be a negative for the taxpayers in Wisconsin. 608-785-7914 is the talk and text line. If you guys want to get in here, uh, easiest way to do that probably is the text since I have the, a three-headed monster of a show, <laughs> if you count my, myself. you know. But Adam Hoffer and Dan Kapanke will stick around and we'll continue this conversation after, after the break. All right, welcome back to Lacrosse Talk PM. 608-785-7914 is the text line. I'm Rick Solom. In the studio with me is Lacrosse Loggers owner Dan Kempenke. And on the phone is Director of Excise Tax Policy at the Tax Foundation, Adam Hoffer. And we're talking about the Brewers Stadium renovations and kind of, uh, you know, where we're at. Because the Brewers want three to $400 million. And if you're, if you're liberal, Rick, you'd be like, pay for it yourself. But also, the Brewers don't own the stadium. So if this was a Milwaukee Bucks situation, Dan... Would the conversation be different because the Bucks own their they arena? Own, they own part of it, yeah. Again, or, there was or, a lot of there was a lot of federal, I mean, excuse me, state money that went into that project yeah. as well. So it's a little bit different than the. the, the Do you think the, the conversation would be similar? And the 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 holding whoever had the what would you call it? Like the the negotiating power maybe would be the the people or the state in that regard because yeah. the Bucks. Hey, yeah. you own your stadium. Do what you want right. with it. Yeah, right? a little bit, um, but. This is different, um, and I don't think there's anybody, and I've talked to some of my friends in Madison, and I don't think there's anybody in Madison that wants to see the Milwaukee Brewers leave town. Well, there's this, nobody. You know, okay, so you've probably paid attention to this stuff for Years. decades. Yes, yes. Was, was there any animosity when the Brewers said, we don't want to play in County Stadium anymore, and then they decided to build this new stadium? I was going to yeah. call it Miller Park, but, you know, yeah, it was Ampham Miller Field. Park. Um, was Mar- do you remember that conversation? Oh, yeah, though? very much so. In fact, the matter is I was um, – my son was uh, delivering papers at the time. He was like 10 years old or 11. I'm not sure exactly. And it, this had to go through the legislature to get this five-county tax to build Miller Park. Oh, sure, yeah. Okay. And it was a fight, a big, big fight. And so it was, I think, a Thursday night, and the uh, assembly passed it. And the next day, I'm, an, I'm a seed salesman. I'm traveling, and I got a phone. In my vehicle, and I call the Milwaukee Brewers just out of like, man, I'm so happy about the assembly passing this. So I said, uh, Bud Seelig isn't available by chance. And, and the lady said, no, but you can leave a message for him, which I did. Mm-hmm. So I left a message for Bud Seelig. Why, why do you get the who, who are you? I don't, no, I'm nobody. Oh, I'm, okay. I'm a nobody. Nobody knows me. Oh. I, but I just, but <laughs> you just, but also, I, is this one of those rotary phones? Because what year <laughs> so, is this? No, this was um, 1995. I had a okay. bag, I had a bag phone. You actually, might have had a car. cell phone. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah all right. Yep. Bag, bag phone. Anyway, so no, I'm nobody. But I call him up and, and uh, leave a message. I say, Bud, I'm just thrilled. I told him a story about me and my son getting up early in the morning and reading in the paper at the time that at like 1.30 in the morning, the assembly passed the, the uh, tax bill for Miller Park. So that's what I left him. So I'm, it's Friday. I'm driving around. I come home at night. My wife has a pizza. We're going to watch a movie. We have a phone in, in my office with an answering machine. It rings like three times while we're watching a movie, and I don't pay any attention to it. Do you it. remember what movie it was? No. Okay. <laughs> 
don't. But You're testing Dan's memory. So my wife, after the movie's over, she goes into the, my office and she says, Dan, you won't believe it. Bud Selig left you a message. He wants you to call you at the, at the stadium. Okay. And he left me a number. And so I can't remember. I must have left him my phone number, and I don't know why, or he picked it up. I'm not sure. I don't even have a clue how he got my number. Yeah. Anyway, he calls me, and we talk, and he says, Dan, my friend, and that's how he talked. Dan, my friend, never met him. He, he would know me, but he said, I need help with the senators because we got to get it through the, their house. Mm-hmm. So it was Brian Rood and uh, a guy up at Whitehall and a couple other senators that I contacted mm-hmm. just um, because Bud asked me to. And, of course, as we know, the the went through the Senate. Early in the morning, one senator changed his vote from no to yes, George Petak, and uh, the, the stadium funding went through. But he was recalled uh, sometime <laughs> after, after that. And uh, but he's still one of my heroes because without his vote, we wouldn't have Miller Park, nor would we have the Milwaukee Brewers. Yeah, where do you think that? What would have happened to the? What was the talk then? Where the Brewers would have left for? Because yeah. now it's like Nashville or Charlotte or yep. was, I, I'm guessing maybe Portland. There was Charlotte back then. Um, talk a lot of talk about the Brewers going to Charlotte. And, okay. And again, you would you alluded to Mark Antonazio, the owner, uh, earlier this week said, you know, we don't want to go anywhere. We love Wisconsin. Basically, what he said, and he doesn't want. He's never thought about believe he just wants to get this done yeah and so again there's to me the governor of course he started it with the budget which i give him a lot of credit for um and the legislators they're working through this and and they're going to have a deal we're going to get this done i'm fully confident in the people in madison uh both sides of the aisle uh they don't do not want milwaukee brewers to leave town now one other thing i want to mention is Milwaukee's a small market, and Adam, Adam can chime in here, but Milwaukee's a, a small market uh, relative to the rest of the markets in Major League Baseball. They might be the smallest. And so as a result of that, their broadcast rights are just, they're, they're very, very small compared to these many yeah, of the other teams. We talked about this a little bit yesterday. Yes. The Yankees have the Yes oh, Network, yes. and they make millions, if not billions, a billion a dollars. Billion. And the Dodgers have a billion-dollar contract. Do the Brewers have a? They have one, yeah. With Brewers Bally network? Sports, Bally Sports, okay, yeah. which is you know in trouble. I feel like the Brewers should just have their own network. I feel like Wisconsin people would subscribe to the Brewers would. network. Yeah, I think so. So, so they don't have the revenue coming in yeah. that other major league teams do from broadcast rights. So they have to depend on us physically going to the stadium. We have to attend this, you know, and that's why Bud Selig wanted a roof so that people could come from lacrosse, whether it's raining or it's 35 degrees, we're going to have a game there. And that's, yeah. that was one of the reasons that was brilliant in my estimation as far as is getting people to come to the park. So they rely on people coming to the to, to American Family Field. So we got to keep our house in order, so to speak, if you want people to come in. If you want guests at your place, you want to keep – that's – basically what they're asking for and they want they you know this legislature is going to uh, and the governor alluded to that too extending their lease agreement 13 years the governor was i think the legislature might add more years on so we might have 20 years down the road that mm-hmm. we're going to make sure that the brewers are in milwaukee they don't want to go anywhere is there i mean they're one of the best teams in baseball they're playing well now of course which is very exciting but you know, if you look at their minor league system, they're loaded, and they're going to be a good team oh, for years down the road. You know, the Brewers owner is yep. in the clubhouse every day, going, "If you guys start losing, this negotiating <laughs> thing is going to go <laughs> down the drain." You better not. It's no. like, and they got the yeah. picture of you know, maybe I don't know. Anyway, anyway, go maybe, ahead, maybe Adam. I, go ahead. If you got to get, you want to get in here. Yeah, uh, Dan is right. Milwaukee is the smallest market in Major League Baseball, and they uh, because of that, they have. I mean significantly less revenue uh, from broadcast rights than uh, any of the, the larger market 
market teams. Uh, looking at this, I mean, I, I think Dan's absolutely right. This is going to happen. Uh, there was bipartisan support in Madison uh, to get some deal for the Brewers done uh, at, at the start of the legislative session, and uh, I'm sure we're going to see something get done. Uh, from a story I saw that, there, that we had on WKTY the other day, uh, the Brewers reported spending $575,000 from January through June lobbying uh, the state legislature, and the team also reported spending 144 hours communicating with state legislatures. This is kind of similar to what we saw when the Milwaukee Bucks wanted their arena. The Bucks spent $700,000 lobbying the legislature. And then um, they eventually, you know, that they made out with uh, getting $250 million from state and Milwaukee County money to build that stadium. And then they stopped lobbying the legislature after 2016. So they didn't, they haven't wanted anything else from the legislature since that. Um, I don't know how effective, and Dan, you could allude to this, the, the, the lobbying money. That's a lot of money. Just it's a lot the, of money. I mean, um, what, what does that mean when you I'm, – I'm 500 so – does that mean I'm just contributing to legislature's campaigns? I, 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 do you, do you, you, can, you, can you explain that? I, well, they hire big time. Okay. You know, and I know back in 1995 when they were trying to build uh, then Miller Park, um, they had – Hank Aaron uh, was in um, a legislator's office, and I'm very jealous about that okay. because he was my childhood hero for through and through. But they had people like that, uh, Robin Yount, uh, Brewer, All-Star, Hall of Famer, uh, Paul Molitor. They had these guys come into the offices, and I don't know, maybe they pay them guys. I don't know. Okay. But there's consultants they pay and whatever, and they're not lining the pockets. I mean, there's there's a lot of laws regarding uh, campaign finance and all that. But uh, they're spending money probably um, – Ads on the radio and TV okay. and stuff like that. All right, that makes sense. Yep. Um, does that sound about right, Adam? Yeah, I mean, that's. I, I think that's how the lobbying process works. Uh, you have to hire people to go uh, harass express opinions on your behalf, right? <laughs> uh, so <laughs> people in legislators' offices, but then also, right, people calling around the states to uh, try to get baseball fans, catch them at home, and, uh, you know, convince them to write a letter to their. Uh, state senator or state representative. Uh, so it, it, it's an awful lot of money. I, I I think I would have rather seen that money spent on the, the, the payroll of the roster this year. But, um, you know, that that is how this game is played. 575000 That's just going to get you like a mid middle reliever. Although maybe the Brewers could... <laughs> Could use one. I don't think it'll get him that, but uh, we'll just yeah. sign a one year, yeah. I think. And yeah. well, you know, 40 year old or something. 608 785 7914. All right, Dan Kapanke and Adam Hoff are going to stick around. Uh, we haven't even gotten into the loggers part of this conversation yet, which is where I wanted to go, but but Dan just kept uh, explaining and explaining stuff, which I appreciate. We'll be back in a minute. All right, welcome back to Lacrosse Talk PM. 608-785-7914 is the text line. If anyone's got any comments about the Milwaukee Brewers situation where they want $300 million from the state to renovate the the uh, the stadium there. And Dan Kapanke is in studio with me, Adam Hoffer. Dan Kapanke is the loggers own, lacrosse loggers owner, and Adam Hoffer is the director of excise tax policy at the Tax Foundation. Uh, he's on the phone calling from that other state below us, Chicago. Uh, and... Okay, so I want to get into how the loggers' relationship with the city is and try to compare that to the brewers. But did you need to get in your two cents yeah. on something about Yeah, I want to repeat what, what Adam said, and um, I said it earlier too, and that's, I mean, uh, this is a bipartisan support for, for the brewers staying in Milwaukee. I, I know that they're going to get this funding done. I'm very, very confident they will. 
But here's here's the big but. If they don't, and I again, I don't I don't think there's a chance of that. But if they don't, the state is still going to own that stadium, and there's still going to be maintenance that is going to have to you know be spent on keeping that stadium up to date. And I don't know what we'll have for a tenant or who will have for a tenant. We may not have a tenant, but we'll still have the house that we have. You, to you know what will happen? You know what Bruce Lee, Gin Blossoms, Fastball, and right. uh, Sugar Ray will be playing yes. not at Copeland Park on Thursday. They'll be at <laughs> yeah. Miller Park. Yeah. American It'll be some Family competition. Field. American Family Field, right? <laughs> so, Miller Park, yeah. yeah. They, but, it won't be called yeah. American Family yeah. Field anymore. Yeah. But <laughs> so it's, since the state owns it, I mean, the government agency, stadium district owns it, they're still going to have to maintain it. Well, so we're is, still going to have to have money. Well, and this is one of those things I floated to Adam uh, as we were preparing for the show is essentially the the state is the landlord here. Right. And if the if you're the landlord and you're air in, I'm renting from you and the air conditioner goes out, hey, landlord, come fix my air conditioner and, and hopefully fast because it's supposed to be 100 degrees by the weekend. But Adam, is is that a fair comparison when it, when when we say like the, the brewer's you know, we'll just go to the landlord and say, fix the stadium. We don't have to, we already pay rent, essentially? Oh, I mean, it, it, it's not bad. It's, uh, I do think that, uh, obviously, if, if the state, the state wanted to maintain ownership of the stadium, uh, that there should be uh, an expectation of some state repairs uh, when things need to be fixed. Um, at the same time, you could also argue that uh, uh, maybe the state could be collecting a little more in rent as well. <laughs> Yeah, what do the Brewers mm-hmm. pay to to have to use the stadium? I, I've never I'm seen that sure, number. I'm not sure exactly what that number is. No, right. I don't either. I don't know, but it's it's up there. I'm sure. But you know, another thing is, since 2001, over 55 million people have been at Miller Park supporting the Brewers. 55 million people. Uh, that's that's astounding for a small market like Milwaukee. So that's special, and we want to keep that going. I got a couple of theories here, but you brought up the thing that it's kind of bipartisan. Did Governor Evers throw a wrench in this when he kind of, when he, did he put it in his budget or did he just kind of make an announcement that, I think he did, he, he added it, it to his budget. Yeah. And I talked to a Marquette University um, political science professor either last week or two weeks ago about Governor Evers has to stop doing this, stop bringing up this stuff to the forefront <laughs> And, and coming out with these announcements, even though his state budget is a state budget. So I don't it's I feel like it's not really his fault. But d- does he need to approach this better? Maybe go behind closed doors and go, hey, hey, Robin Voss. Hey, Devin LeMahieu. I, I We need to like this. Th- they all know this is a thing. So maybe yeah. we could do a joint announcement. Maybe, maybe work together on this a little bit better. I don't know. I think that's going to happen now, of course, because the, the legislature is working on something and the governor is going to have to sign it. So they'll have to get together eventually. And uh, they would have right away. But that's not really the way it works because the budget comes out. The governor's budget comes out way before the legislature sure. does. So, you know, uh, it depends on which side you're on. But, you know, at least. The ball's rolling on this thing now. Is it rolling? Yes. Okay. Yeah, it's rolling, and it's going to get done. I, I'm, I'm very confident of that, and um, Is, both sides are going to be in favor. Are both sides, when we talk about the Republican-controlled state legislature and the Democratic governor— is it maybe because they always fight that, like, hey, we need to make this political for a little bit just to— yeah. because that's what we always do? It's the nature of the beast, you know, yeah. kind of, and so that's what happens. Who Who's going to come with the idea that, you know, takes root, and, and it's their idea, and it— you know, it doesn't matter to the old baseball fans out here or Wisconsinites who are dependent on the taxes that the Brewers generate. Yeah. That doesn't matter who who gets the credit. Let's just get it done. Right. I mean, the non-baseball fans would be like, "Hey, a Brewers owner that 
is a billionaire. Pay yeah. for the stadium renovations yourself. Yeah. yeah. So right. I don't know. Like, dude, he, when, when we talk about negotiating, and it's hard because the the state is sitting on $4 billion of budget surplus. So we talk about negotiating. If the state didn't have that, then maybe the brewers would be more apt to, like, do you see like a 50-50 yeah. deal here, either of you guys, where where the brewers would put in $200 million and the state would put in $200 million and kind of go halvesies? I don't, I don't know. I know that when, when initially in 2001, the, again, the, the taxes collected from that five-county area paid for not only the stadium but also paid for maintenance. That's mm-hmm. the way I understand it. Well, then when that cut off, now there's no yep, provision there's no for revenue. maintenance, right? No revenue. So that's, that was maybe have been part of the original deal, and now we have to live up to it, so we have to find a source of revenue. That's the way I see it. Adam, in your, in your studies, this, this, is like, this snowball keeps growing, this idea that like we keep using state money to fund billionaires who you know have this toy called a professional sports team. Yeah, no, it, 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 it's really convenient for the, the sports owner. Uh, but, by the way, I looked it up uh, while you were talking. The Brewers pay $100,000 a month uh, in rent. Uh, okay, $1.2 million so, a year, yep. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah the, uh, I mean, I, I think who wouldn't want uh, the state to contribute to uh, a facility? Uh, but, again, like you have to play with the, the way that the, the rules are set right now, uh, and I think that we recognize that, uh, there are a lot of things that the state could do with $200 million uh, invested in education or transportation, um, but you also have to recognize reality that if they, if, if they don't appease the brewers, then uh, there are other cities who, will go in, who would, uh, and there's always the chance that they would leave. Um, so uh, unless, some, those, unless there's some other big policy change, it would have to probably be a federal policy uh then those are the rules that everyone's playing by yeah and and part of the contract uh, uh, according to the the story on wkty sports is the brewers lease calls for the southeast wisconsin professional baseball park district which owns the stadium it's the entity that owns the stadium to cover repairs so Mm -hmm. but are these repairs that we need to do are we just doing kind of like i don't know maybe we're at we're, we're putting in better seats or ipads at every seat or you know, is the, is the stadium in need of these dire repairs? I it's, guess, you know, what's the... The upkeep of the stadium has been fantastic. It's a beautiful stadium right now. We Again, for the next 20 or 30 years, we want to keep it that way. And they hired, uh, the stadium district board, I believe, hired two independent consultants to review the stadium structure and, and uh, go over it and, and determine what might be needed in the next uh, two okay. or three decades. And that's why we came up with that number there. That's, that, that's why that number. And, and again, for the, the taxpayers out here who think we're funding a millionaire, the, if the brewers go away, the sales tax and the income tax that we collect from the brewers being in Wisconsin goes away as well. Mm-hmm. And that's going to leave a hole in our budget. Right. And then we have this that, giant thing called American Family MP. Field, which would no longer be called American Family Field, Field because I'm sure they would be able to back out of their contract. And uh, then we have this big, empty stadium. And exactly. we would probably, you know, it'd be cool for the high school kids maybe to play yeah. baseball in there yep. or something. Um, okay. So Dan is in studio with me. He's the lacrosse loggers owner. This is... When Mitch was the the host, I remember me and Mitch talking about you guys in the city negotiating because the city owns Copeland Park or Log- Cor- Loggers correct. Field, right? Correct. And but we never hear like a, that much of a fight. I want to say like there was a little bit of conversation, but I don't. Has it ever been a fight with you in the city on on because it's the same situation, right? It's just at a lesser similar. scale. Similar. Um, my initial contract, and I should say my wife is. Um, 
co-owner, so it's my wife and I, Ruth. Oh, right. I um, did that wrong. You yep. are uh, Dan Kopecki, principal owner. Principal something. with my wife, Ruth. She's a principal owner, too. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Um, but the initial contract, of course, you weren't here when that when 21 years ago when we came to Copeland Park and said this is where we want to play Northwest League Baseball. And people that are, have been around here for a long time know what Copeland Park looked like. It wasn't it wasn't much. It wasn't ready okay. for Northwest League Baseball. So did it have an outfield fence at least? Or you probably change that since then. It, it, we've changed it. We've <laughs> changed all the fencing, right? So um, the first contract I had, Rick, was uh, I had to put six hundred thousand dollars of, of money into Copeland Park to get it upgraded so that it would be ready for Northwest League Baseball. And that's that was part of our contract. And I feel like the loggers have done that quite a bit, right? Has, right. has the city and the, and the loggers gone halvesies on stadium upgrades? Uh, or have you guys? Recently, not not initially. Um, let's see, in 2018, we did a, like a $926,000 improvement to the stadium, and that was all on us. Uh, the grandstand was a donation from the Lacrosse Community Foundation that really jump started the whole project. That was like three hundred thousand. Uh, Dave and Barb Skogan donated uh, the turf for the infield. Uh, that was a big, big deal about ten years ago for mm-hmm. us. So there's been other people the, that the, have contributed. The grandstand that must have been a while ago, huh? That was a, yeah, okay. two thousand and three and okay, two thousand and four yep. and five. I think we built grandstands, and then we did other improvements there. But we. Basically, the bloggers covered that. Was there any point in time where it was like a five million dollar upgrade? I feel like that was no. Okay, no, we've there's been about three point five million dollars that have been put into Miller uh, Miller into Copeland Park. Yeah, and um, we've put. I mean, and I mean, Ruth and I we're responsible, but we really count on our great corporate sponsors, and we have a slew of them. Yeah, uh, we count on our fan base coming in and buying hot so dogs. So when it comes to the Copeland Park renovations. Has, is it we all on it. the loggers? We've paid for it. You've paid $3.1 yeah. and the city has paid. They just they, own the, the but, land under yeah, the stadium, essentially. Right. But recently, um, when we do improvements like dugouts, they, they put those in a while back. Um, we want to do some, uh, maybe get artificial mounds, and we're going to have on that. We put in a sound system, and we went 50-50 on that. Mm-hmm. I, I can only tell you that it's been awesome working with the city of La Crosse. Uh, do you see what the brewers are doing right here? And you go, man, we... We should be <laughs> yeah, I'm going just, after the city for some of these renovations. No, that's it's this is a different uh, whole different ball game here. Is but, it is it a different ball game because if you guys threaten to leave the the city would be like <laughs> no. I, I guess because when the Brewers threaten to leave it's like oh no this is bad politically this is bad yeah. economically. Yeah. Is Adam we'll, we'll go back to this. Is this bad economically if the Brewers leave? Well, so that that's a fascinating question. Uh, if if you look at the research uh, the economic research shows that there's not nearly the economic impact that you would expect uh, if a base, if if a professional team either can't play or leaves a city. I constantly think that's the wrong way to look at it, right? Uh, the city of Lacrosse just invested millions into Train Park. Uh, we charge no admission. We let people come in uh, and use the parks all day. So I, I think that we should be looking at this like it's an investment in a public good that's going to be used by the the people of Wisconsin. Yeah, I, that makes sense, except that if, if Train owned Train Park and then they're a billion-dollar corporation and we're like, you guys fix the park, <laughs> you know, like it's a little – that's her, That's the only difference I see there is it's still we're asking taxpayers to fund the stadium. Um, okay, so let me get to my let – let me get to uh, – we're going to take a break and we're going to come back. I have a couple of theories for you guys. I'm going to just throw them at you, 
and the listeners, and they're kind of wacky. One of them, everybody's heard so far if they listen to the show, but we'll see if, if any of these make sense <laughs> when we come back. All right, welcome back to Lacrosse Talk PM, 608-785-7914 is the text line. Dan Kapanke, the lacrosse loggers owner, or uh, principal owner, is in studio with me. <laughs> I, it's a, it's kind of a joke because all the stories about the Brewers and and Mark Antanasio is the principal owner of the Milwaukee Brewers. Because I'm sure, like, what do you think, Dan? Like 50 people? Adam, how many people own the Brewers? Do you know? I have no idea. <laughs> it, would it be like 50? Like everyone's got like a 1% stock share. Okay, so I have a couple of theories uh, that, and I'll throw the, I'll throw the, we were talking about the Bucks before. The Bucks stadium deal got done. Uh, just recently, the Milwaukee Bucks sold to the Cleveland Browns owners. So the, the majority stake of the Milwaukee Bucks, Mark Lazary's stake in the Milwaukee Bucks, 25%, sold to Jimmy and D. Haslam. So another husband wife uh, situation here. And the and we I don't know how much it they paid, but the buck the bucks are valued now at three and a half billion dollars, which is like the second most uh, valuation of the of any NBA team, probably because they just haven't valued any of the other NBA teams. Because <laughs> I feel like they're all probably worth more than that, um, despite having Giannis Antetokounmpo. Okay, you guys, we had seven billion dollars of budget surplus. The Packers are this weird thing where they're Adam. How do you describe the Packers? Yeah, I, I would say they are close to publicly owned. <laughs> okay. Uh, lots, of, lots of people in Wisconsin own a share of the Green Bay Packers. Yeah, we just did this in the last year, right? We sell these little pieces of paper for $250 and millions upon millions of people buy them? Yes, they tend to be non-transferable uh, and you can't actually do anything with them. Uh, but you can frame it and put it on your wall and you can truthfully say that you're a part owner of an NFL franchise. All right. So did we, you guys, did we miss out on an opportunity here with $7 billion of budget surplus to buy the Milwaukee Bucks? It wouldn't have been $3.5 billion. It would have been whatever the 25% stake that Mark Lazary owned. We could have owned the Bucks for crying out loud. This, like, what legislator, like, the, the state legislature and the governor missed out big time, don't you think? I don't think it's their charge <laughs> to own the Milwaukee Bucks. <laughs> they, 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 it's, it's uh, no. Um, it was seven. I think it was seven hundred fifty million dollars that uh, the guy from the uh, Browns owners. Yeah. Okay. Oh, seven hundred fifty. I believe something like that. Well, that's a drop in the bucket. Yeah, that's a little bit. Oh my God, that's but, that's how much they want for the stadium. <laughs> that's twenty five percent of of the ownership. So the Bucks oh, are worth sense. a lot of money because of good good management ownership and of course Giannis. Well, the the Mark Lazary sold the Bucks at just the right time cuz you exactly. you see the comments from Giannis Antetokounmpo just this week is like, yes. ah, if you guys don't invest in me, I'm out of here." Right. And it's like we we're salary capped. We can't invest anymore. Mm-hmm. This mm-hmm. is it. Win right. the championship. Yep. Uh what do you think, Adam? Sure right. about the Bucks? No no league is ever going to allow a city to own a sports franchise because they won't be able to do exactly what uh, the Brewers are doing now. The, they can't sort of exert that monopoly power to say, uh, help us fund stadiums and, and help us do other things. Uh, so leagues expressly prohibit uh, cities or any other public entity becoming owners of these franchises. Uh, the, the Green Bay Packers did this a long time ago before those rules were in place, uh, but no league is going to let ownership of one of their franchises fall to a public entity like a city or a state so these these big leagues don't want my socialist uh policies involved in them 
no more no more community owned professional teams, huh? It, yeah, it, it's just not going to happen. They actually they think they can get more public money uh, by keeping them privately owned and then threatening to move cities if right. they don't get some sort of investment. Okay, that makes sense. Okay, what a little bit more relevant. What if we sold the stadium to the Brewers for a dollar? Would and and then just okay, maybe we contribute. This would be the flip side of the Bucks Arena is owned by the Bucks. So hey, well, this has got to be some like high priced real estate on the selling it for him. I will say this: the Lacrosse, the city of Lacrosse, sold the senior center to the senior center people for a dollar, and then said, "All right, you guys." I know the negotiating power there is a little different, but is this a cockamamie idea? I would say there would be pushback from the. Um, the major leagues, number one, and also from the, the people in the state. I don't think they want to own a stadium. The Brewers. You the mean. Brewers, right? The Brewers I don't think they. I think they're again paid for by tax dollars. Now we're going to give it away. I don't. I don't think that would go over real well. Oh, you I don't, don't know. think the as a as a like the the people of Wisconsin wouldn't right. like this idea? I, that's what I think. I don't know. What do you think, Adam? I think the Brewers wouldn't mind so much, but I don't think it actually solves much of the problem at all. Right, there would be nothing stopping the the Brewers in in ten years from saying that they need another two hundred million dollars to make improvements to the stadium, even if they owned it completely, uh, no. because th- they can always say like, "Well, dude, Charlotte's offering a no, million no. dollars." Oh <laughs> no, there's conditions. We sell in the stadium for a dollar, but they have to stay here for so so and so long, and there's conditions on the sale. I mean, you don't just <laughs> get the stadium because if you know, like the city said. Senior center, you can have the senior, you can have the senior center building for a dollar, but you can't flip it the next day for seven hundred thousand dollars. Like you have to stay here for X amount of time, and and there were some other conditions on that too. So we we put conditions on this. You have to stay in Milwaukee indefinitely years. or until twenty fifty or something like that. Now, do the Brewers want that? Uh, maybe, maybe not. Uh, there's also this thing called breaking a lease. Uh, if they really want to leave. Uh, they can. I, I think it's a nice idea, but uh, probably just not going to happen. Yeah, harder to break a lease if you own the stadium, though, because then you have this giant building. Well, the exact situation that the county or the state is in. They mm-hmm. have this giant building, and they have no power because if the brewers decide to leave, this building is is kind of trash, right? Yeah. I mean, call Los Angeles and see <laughs> how they enjoyed. Uh, losing football teams and then uh, all the work that they went into to, to bring them back. All right. The, my other like theory is um, if this thing is going to cost three hundred million, four hundred million, like maybe. It, so the the where the stadium and Adam, can you can you attest to this? Where the stadium is at is kind of in a terrible spot when we look at what the Bucks did with the Pfizer Forum and the Deer District and the economic ability of everything around the arena. The Milwaukee Brewer Stadium is not in a situation where, where we can we can have an impact economically around it, right? Like, we can't build bars and parks and all that around the Brewer Stadium. That's partly true, although uh, I don't know if you want that big of a footprint in downtown Milwaukee. It, it's kind of nice that you can, you can just make acres of paved parking lots uh, and not really disrupt... Uh, the, the flow of a downtown city. Uh, but at the same time, you're right. You're not getting the, the kind of development around the stadium that you see in other cities. All right. So my thing was, if it's going to cost this much, why don't we just start over, build a new stadium in a place that's more conducive of that, 
and and then just we just start over and then we still have this giant i guess we we're back to square run right we have a an american family field with no no home that's right no tenant and um the american family field is really really in good shape right now people go there they love going there and i've talked to people from chicago of course that come up here all the time and they love coming to yeah. to to american family field i was there last week a minnesota twins game there were Minnesota Twins Wait, you fans. went to the Twins game where it was 100 degrees and they yes, left the roof open. Yep, yep. They did that on purpose, Dan, to go, look at the roof's broke. We <laughs> no, need these $300 million of repairs. No, it's 100 no, degrees out. No, they didn't do that. But <laughs> but the, all kinds of Twins fans there, and they love coming to Milwaukee, too. And, and a couple things. The roof does uh, attract people from, again, outside the area of Milwaukee to come and watch a game, number one. And number two, we talk about the parking. We just talked about that. But when you can go there and know that you're going to be able to park there and walk to the park, not no, stadium, not very far, or or get a ride even in the parking lot, um, that's an attraction for people. And again, Milwaukee, the Milwaukee Brewers rely on people to come and go through those gates because they don't have a big media contract. Yeah. they need people there. State Center Brad Path was on yesterday, and they said they built it there just because they could get. Bud Selig wanted it there for parking revenue. We can get, mm-hmm. we need the extra, if we build it downtown, we lose out on a lot of parking mm-hmm. revenue. So mm-hmm. yep. uh, what do you think, Adam? We got a minute. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's the same reason that you don't want an airport downtown. Uh, it takes up a whole bunch of space and you could use downtown for a whole bunch of other things. Well, uh, that, that and the I, whole, I think the field is pretty nicely located. <laughs> that and the whole airplanes, like p- potentially crashing into downtown. I feel like that would be a situation too. <laughs> that's the downside. <laughs> All right, that's uh, that's the Cross Loggers owner Dan Kapanke and Adam Hoffer, the director of Excise Tax Policy at the Tax Foundation. How long, real quick, Dan? You get ten seconds. How long does the loggers contract with the city go? We before? have 10, 10 more years. Ten, and, and ten I years. just want to say uh, our relationship with the city has been awesome. It's just yeah. been terrific. Really, we'll good. see in ten years how this uh, conversation. It'll still be good. <laughs> All right, thanks, Adam. Thanks, Dan. Thanks, Rick. All right, we got to go. Thanks everybody for listening.